Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. If you're interested in helping out, but you missed our fundraiser, no problem. Head over to our website, neonshadowspod.com, and either click on the floating coffee mug to buy us a coffee, or go to patreon.com slash neonshadowspod. Isn't this a sight? Don't get used to it. Well, I gotta hand it to you, Ulysses. You held them off pretty well. Not well enough, I'm afraid. Andras opened his little box and pulled a dagger from it. I don't know what it was exactly, but it took away Garrett's power. Most of it, anyway. Just watch your fumbling hands, you brute! Touchy, touchy. (sighs) It's great news for us that Gareth is dead. Only wish I had the honor of killing him. Dusty did more than kill Gareth. He ate him. He consumed every scrap of Gareth. Like he hadn't eaten in months, and Gareth was a Thanksgiving feast. He's gonna have some serious indigestion. I can't believe that's the end of him. I thought it would be more of a struggle. Especially since it looked like he was helping Andras. He was probably being used from the start. Uh, I don't feel so hot. Yeah, I bet you don't. Looks like both you and Ulysses are calling in sick today. I have a few things to get done. You should also stop by Lady Justice and talk to your new hire. I almost killed her last night. After you left, I saw someone going through the files and you neglected to mention we had a recently acquired secretary. I get a strange feeling from her. Like she is not what she appears to be. To be fair, neither are we. Good point. I trust her. I didn't talk with her for long, but I don't see any danger with her. At least, not towards us. I agree that Anne's hiding something. For now, I guess that's none of our business. Alright, I'll go with your gut, Dusty. Cordelia and I went to the Davises last night. Found out Roderick has hit some hard times. There's more to that story, but in order to find it, we'll have to go to the source. I'm gonna go to his place and stake it out. I'll stay here and take care of Ulysses. I'm fine. 
You should help Frank. This isn't a debate. Ulysses conceded with a dismissive hand wave. Cordelia took pleasure in grinding his gears, and I think he loved that about her. If you hear anything about Andras, let me know. Whatever he had planned for that knife didn't end with Gareth. Ulysses, what do you think Andras is planning? He used the knife to steal the power from Gareth. It stands to reason he'll be hunting down powerful people, and I suppose the inhuman more so. I don't know what his goal is other than strength, but knowing what I do about Andros, he'll be looking to scale his assaults. He will look to kill more birds with less stones. Should I consider myself a target? You're now one of the strongest beings I'm aware of. The raw power you have access to is massive. Naturally, that will put you on his radar, but don't expect a confrontation until he hedges his bets. I'm assuming Andros is still scared of you for spilling his guts to the floor. I sat on that for a second. A demon. Scared of me. Maybe we should take the fight to him earlier rather than later. If he becomes stronger than me in wolf form, then we lose our advantage. With what little we have, that could mean everything. Dusty, what if you ripped Andras apart again? But he would just regenerate, right? Yes. But if we separate the pieces of his body, we could try to freeze the chunks of that asshole or keep them in separate containers. It's worth a try. And again, we can't let Andras grow in power. How do we get him in the open? We bait him with what he wants. Power. I gotta go, but I'll think about it. Where are you going? You're still sick, right? I'm feeling a lot better now. I'll be back later. Truthfully, I was still a little nauseous. It wasn't just from swallowing my enemy whole. I have to decide whether to risk the constitution of Sam's body or to murder someone guaranteeing Sam has a healthy host. And there was always the chance that it wouldn't work at all. I contemplated telling Ulysses or Frank, but again stowed away the thought. I can do this for myself and bring back Sam. After some deliberation, I thought about the test that the mysterious stranger put me through. I specifically replayed the moments with my old dealer. He was partially to blame for all the awful things I went through. Who knows how many others were hurt by his drugs? How many kids did he rope into being one of his dope fiends? Seems like a good candidate for a sacrifice. Well, that's a fine how-do-you-do. Doing well, I see, Roddy. Roderick sneered, arm around a tied-up Anne sitting in my chair. I was gut-checked by a couple of Neanderthals when I walked through the door. I didn't see it coming at all. I'm getting rusty. I heard you've been asking about me, Frank. I'm touched. You're suddenly so concerned with me. What can I say? I'm just that kind of guy. (laughs) Whoa. Come on, Roddy. Since when do you let these mooks throw your punches for you? You trying to bait me into a fight, Frank Dixon? It won't work. We never really did hit it off, Frank. As far as I'm concerned, you let my brother die in a foxhole across the pond. And I really haven't cared for you much since. You are a family friend. And I know you didn't start any war he got sucked into, so... In the spirit of family and bygones being bygones, I suggest whatever extracurricular activities you're in, cease immediately. Why, Roddy? Are you afraid of what we'll find if we look hard enough? I'm afraid of what I'll have to do 
to protect my family's name. Roderick pulled out a knife, pointing it at Anne's throat. I tried to rise up to my feet, but I was still pinned down. He drew small droplets of my new secretary's blood with the point of his blade. You can consider this case closed. Roderick pushed his hand forward, placing the blade on the far side of her neck. Anne's throat was about to be slit, and there was nothing I could do about it. (laughs) Ah, you fucking bitch! Anne took a heel to Roderick's foot, sending him backwards towards the wall. The two men holding me loosened their grip and went to restrain Anne, but I grabbed one by the foot and tripped him. Causing him to fall face forward into my desk, Anne pulled the small gun from her ankle holster and shot the thug coming for her. Roderick came back with a knife and Anne shot his leg and kneed him in the face. That's enough, you son of a bitch! Drop the knife or say goodbye to the other leg. Uh, Alright, alright! I got up and walked past the tripped man, kicking him to make sure he wasn't getting back up. I motioned some acknowledgement towards Anne for a crisis well averted. Well, I didn't expect you to be served up to me like this. I'm sure you heard. You and I need to have a little chat. I ain't telling you shit, Dixon. What's another body in this office? Right, Frank? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about remodeling anyways. We can throw the corpses out with the carpets and drapes. Come on, Roddy. Are you going to make my secretary kill two people in her first week? What do you want? You know that mansion fire about a decade back? The one you were the marshal for. What about it? Fires happen all the time. Around you, they certainly do. Except, you got a lot of fatalities under your belt. You can't save them all. (laughs) Ah, You fucking cunt! Go on. Call me cunt again, I'm begging you. Mind your manners, Roderick. You still have two good arms. It would be a shame to lose them. Yeah, I was at the fucking mansion fire. And yeah, the residents died. Well, most of them. They were survived by two daughters. I don't know nothing about that. Yeah, I believe that. I hardly know about them either. But the parents? Why'd you kill them, Roddy? Didn't like the look they gave you? Did they not donate to the firefighters' union? Or was it the mayor? This is the first time Roderick kept his mouth shut. Is it because I caught him? Or because he was scared of the mayor? Why is Mayor Devlin trying to play God in this city? He's got enough money to live a life of leisure somewhere. He owns a good chunk of Phantom Corporation. At least that's what they say. So how come he has a noose around everyone's neck? I've seen the files, Roderick. So don't try to play dumb. In fact, I'll bet you got a file too. You should see yours. I made a face like I took pride in it, but I hadn't thought about having a file of my own. If I'm on the mayor's radar, what for? Nah, he was probably just bluffing. I slipped my hand to the recorder on my desk and hit the button. Okay, Roddy, I'm gonna need some solid answers before I let you go. You were at the James estate the night it caught fire, correct? Yes. Did you start the fire? Yes. Why? Who told you to? I came up with it on my own. I was doing the city a service. That house didn't have curb appeal. Cuff him, man. That's all we'll get out of him. Top left drawer. Anne. You killed him. Anne! <sighs> yeah. Right. I'll cuff him. Roger winced in pain as I rolled him over with a kick. Anne holstered her pistol and cuffed him. 
We called the police, and they were not surprised to see Roderick again. They were surprised, however, that we had evidence of murder by arson. I was hoping that could nab us a little respect from Darkroom PD. It was less a bandage on a wound and more of a drop of water in the ocean. With Joe retired and the events of last year, we still weren't on the up and up with law enforcement. Being able to use Darkroom PD's resources was a privilege I sorely missed. So, he's been at the center of a few deaths, and we have your audio conversation recorded. Anything else? Actually, yes, officer. I... I do. Holy smokes! You're Alan's wife! Sorry, Anne, I didn't recognize you. It's been a couple of years, Carrera. It's fine. Yeah, um... So you had a statement to make? Okay, well, um... You know how Alan went back in that day and, and didn't come out? That was Roderick, too. I just know it. Do you have any proof? Not that I'm saying I don't believe you. I do. It's just, if you want him to go away, it's got to be by the book. We also know he's on good terms with a certain mayor that we expect to start distancing himself. Pretty brave, a cop willing to go against his mayor. Devlin has cut our pensions, decreased our patrols, and sold us out to the highest bidder. So I'm not his biggest fan. We need more time out on the streets given the rise in crime, but even our hours are subject to the mayor's red tape. I've never seen a mayor this involved. He really likes his control. And imagine what he would do as a governor. Um, Carrera? Oh yeah, sorry. I'm going on and on. As for proof, I, look, I don't have any hard evidence. They didn't get along, and, and Alan had suspicions Roderick was a firebug. He said the marshal always had accelerants in his trunk. He carried matches, but didn't smoke, and... No, no, it's... It's fine. I get it. And look, as long as he's locked up or dead, I can breathe a little easier. All right, now. I'm going to throw his ass in a cell. You take care. And Frank, thanks for taking down Jonah. You pissed off a few people, but you got balls. I was there during our off-duty Phantom Corp investigation last year with that random explosion. Call me if you need anything. Carrera, I know you don't owe me any favors, but what's this I hear about the Jonah Carver copycat killer? Any truth to it? So far, we don't know. Wherever the killing started, we don't think it was here in Darkroom. That's really all I got. Officer Carrera seemed like a good guy, and maybe with his support, my luck was looking up. I figured I would be interrogated for hours over the dead bastard staining my hardwood floors with his blood. But I count my blessings. My mind shifted to Dusty. He's been distant lately. And for good reason, I know. All I can do right now is be there for him. This garbage-filled melancholy alley raked of urine. Dumpsters stacked high with trash as if they were never picked up. Hey, a stud. Want a party? I shoved past her with my hands in my coat pocket. Barring any more distractions from ladies of the night, I head towards the rusty red back door of my old dealer's place. Just like before, the paint chips and spirals to the ground when I knock. Hey, who is it? Who is it? It's me, Dusty Willis. Been a while since I was here. I thought you got clean. Now you're like a hero or something. I saw you in the papers. Not a hero. I was just on the same team as one. 
You still serving the community? Oh, you better believe it. But get this. I keep running out of shit. Had so much product moving, I can't keep inventory on nothing. Crime is rising, sure, but business? Well, that's a booming, baby. Hope you still have enough for an old friend? Yeah, there's some stuff left over, but it's slim pickings. Okay. I, I got a little Indian hay and some bennies. If that's no good, we can kick the gong round chows in Chinatown. It'd be just like old times. Chows. It's been a very long time since I smoked opium. Why don't we head down there and... Here. You take these bennies on me. You seem like you're actually doing pretty good. I mean, misery loves company and all, but why are you coming down here to slum it on memory lane? I actually feel a little bad for you. Maybe, maybe you should stay clean, you know? I would if I could. You suddenly got a conscience about who you sell to? You were dealing to kids. I was one of those kids. I get that. But since so many people have been buying and, like I said, business is great. I've had some time to think about some of the dumb shit I did. I don't sell to kids no more. Gotta be at least 16 to score from me. Aren't you a model citizen? Hey, everything alright, Dusty? As my old dealer's body nestled into the loamy earth beside me, the red beady glint of eyes glittered behind the tree. Same as before. Well done, Dusty. With time to spare, and only one missing ingredient. Here's the body. He's still alive, just a little banged up. The last ingredient is an offering of the soul, right? So take him too. I'm afraid I cannot. You see... I need a soul of equal or greater value. Why didn't you tell me this before? Because you already have one. You want my soul. Ugh, far too damaged. Sam was a kind, sweet soul. We need either a kind, sweet soul, or a very powerful one. So, what are you... Oh. You take the wolf as trade for Sam. Oh, it's so much more than a wolf. It's the masterwork craft of bonding the raw soul of an animal with concurrent souls. You see, every wielder of this amulet has part of their soul in here. It's the power source of the wolf. Yes, I can feel the one who's escaped me for so long. General Erasmus, the cunning wolf. Belrag of the Phoenix Furnace, one of the greatest blacksmiths to ever strike iron, and General Shelza. May her name and her hundred blades never be uttered again. Who are they? Heroes and villains from faraway places and times long past. Can we get Sam back now? Just give me the amulet. Offer it to me. And you will have what you wish. What insurance do I have that you'll bring Sam back? If I give up the tremendous power of the wolf and all these heroes, then I'm risking everything. There's a relentless demon planning to do something awful, and so far, I'm the only one who has the ability to hurt him. I'm sorry, Dusty. 
But I require the amulet, and time is running out. Offer it to me! But I... His gloved hand outstretched its palm with long, pale fingers. He was eager to get his hands on this small trinket. Thoughts flashed through my head like passing beams from a lighthouse. Don't trust him. Trust anyway. Why not? Don't. I'll see Sammy letting everyone know. No. He's the man. You, you don't deserve happiness. Take it. I'd like to thank everyone who backed us on Kickstarter, starting with our ultimate backers, Hazem Hanana and Eric Manring. Your names will go in the show notes as our sponsors for the season, and we appreciate your dedication to the show. At our Siren backer level, Brad Dancer and Kylie Smith. Thanks again for everyone's contributions. You're what keeps us going. Thanks for listening to Neon Shadows. If you want more Neon Shadows, head on over to neonshadowspod.com or on any social media platform as at Neon Shadows Pod. Make sure to subscribe and rate us wherever you listen. The voices featured are Dan Faulkner as Dusty Willis, Amber Wren as Cordelia Amsel, Ian Knowles as Frank Dixon, Tyler Brown as Joe Sutton, Sean Goodrich as Ulysses, Logan Linkowski as News Anchor, Tim Duplissy as Andras, Nate Barham as the Mysterious Stranger, Liv Manning as Mrs. Davis, Gerald Hill as Lieutenant Wise, David Metis as Roderick Davis, Skylar Giordano as Drug Dealer, Marta De Silva as Anne, Dustin Crazinger as Officer Carrera, and David Alt as Gareth. Original compositions by Skylar Giordano. The theme song is Neon Shadows, performed by Tamburian. Neon Shadows A Noir Tale was written by Ian Knowles. All rights reserved, Blunderbuss Studios, 2022. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.